Well, everyone, um, welcome to another episode of the Town End Podcast. Uh, probably one of the worst on the FC performances since 2012. Um, and it sees us in an unfamiliar position over the last few years into a realistically into a relegation battle. So we've got lots to talk about. Send in your comments. Um, and I'll, I'll bring in Donald. Yeah, I'm, I'm only on the water because I'm afraid what I'll say if I have a drink. Yeah, well, there's only, you know, there's only just so much misery you can put up with, you know. Uh, so cheers to everybody watching and anybody that sat through that horrific effort so uh yeah look we were saying a lot off air now i don't know what to say that we're on but, uh, <laughs> just awful wasn't it like you you were at the game we obviously have two different perspectives i was watching it on tele on loi tv um you were at the game uh i suppose look i'll get get your take first before i'll kind of go over what i saw on um on the match yeah so my main takeaway is that say after the Pats game, the Pats defeat, I give them the benefit of the doubt. They were coming off European games and in the European run and all that kind of stuff. And then even on Sunday against Derry, it's, I still gave them the benefit of the doubt. And I still thought like, it's another massive European effort. They can't be that bad on Friday night in a derby with like, we're going to end up talking about relegation at some point. But with a hell of a lot on the line tonight in a massive game and they were oh my god they were so poor um you're trying to like instinctively you're trying to think of some of the positives even and you can't think of any like there was so little positive there was no good things all negative um the crowd in fairness the crowd like the crowd tried tried to give the team a lift but it's it was just too hard it's just tough going um they we were trying to remember uh before we came on air whether their goalkeeper made a save um i don't think he did i know we did score one so i guess we did have one shot on target but there was just no urgency there's no um there's no fight just nothing. Just nothing. Yeah, look, I'll let you have a drink there. Well, I, uh, well, like, I spew <laughs> how I felt. Um, but yeah, it's just honestly, it's we were just, again, we were talking just before we came on, and I was saying that so many, like the the team, the club has completely lost its identity of what we we've, we've kind of built over the last few years. You know, where we had, I, I was saying, every time. Drahada went on the attack. There was a fear, and, and you can see it in the player, in, in our players as well. There's a fear that we're going to concede, and and this isn't a knock on a goal defender. Did I mute myself? No, I didn't. We heard you say goalkeeper, though. We know. Yeah. What <laughs> uh, but like you know, this isn't blaming a goalkeeper or blaming anybody. But there's just we look like we're going to concede every time that we um, that that Drahada went on the attack tonight, and it it looked like. The players thought they were going to concede, you know, and it was just that fear that crept in. And it was always a case, you know, over the last few years is if if we concede a goal, we'll always get back into it. And now it just doesn't look, you know, for all for the chances we created, and there were probably only half chances throughout the night, you know, but it's just 
it's just it's awful to watch you know and again we you know we, we've harped on and we make comparisons to Vinny's time in 2019 sorry uh, we make comparisons to the Stephen Kenny era we make, make comparisons to 2012 like 2012 was bad what we were served up was dross but there was players that were playing for a couple of hundred euro a week now we've got players that are playing for much much more and there's just that lack of effort and you know, watching it on telly, you get to uh, like you get to listen to Adrian Taff and, and Flano as they're going through their um you know, as they're commentating on the game and they were saying that like the first twenty minutes we kept the ball well and I completely agree with that, but we kept the ball in our back line and in our midfield and I think we might have created only two chances inside the draw of the box in those twenty minutes. So it's it's all well and good having the ball and uh, but you have to be creating chances at this level, you know. You have to be putting them to bed early and setting the tempo. And then even like there was a twenty minutes spell in the second half. I think it was after they scored, we we had twenty minutes, maybe fifteen twenty minutes, where all the play seemed to be around Drada's box. And then Drada got a ball over the top, and they almost scored from it. And it's like, you know, I I don't remember a time in recent memory. When it's been probably since 2012, when we've been like that, where it's like, you know, we can have so much of the ball for that spell, and then the next thing they go up and almost score from it. You know, it's, 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 it's terrible. You, you might expect a performance like this at, at this moment in time. You might expect it against the Pats or a Rovers, but Drogheda has been on a terrible run of form. You know, we haven't. If, if in the league, I know our our form hasn't been great, but overall with Europe and everything, our form's actually not been too. Too too bad, you know. Obviously, we lost on Sunday, but with the European results and the performances, you expect it. Listening to all, Vinny loved this. Listening to the many Dundalk FC podcast this past week, uh, and listening to this one because I wasn't on on Sunday. Everyone was saying it was kind of like a hangover, you know, on Sunday um, from the European game, and it was to be expected, which I think is true. But I think every podcast was kind of universal and saying this is this is the night we're going to kick on. You know, draw it as a very winnable game. So then to go out to go out and put that kind of performance in, just it just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, Vinny Vinny gave the new lad a chance. Um, he he not talking about that first goal. I I don't want to hammer any new player, but I mean during that twenty minutes when we had all the possession, I don't think he touched the ball. I don't think he got a touch at all and it's someone like that that's coming in and, and people are raving kind of you know saying that he's going to be a decent sign how does he not get on the ball you know what I mean like I don't I don't remember him in the first 20 minutes getting a touch no and the same thing then happened to uh, Michael Duffy in the second half that there was about 20 minutes when he didn't get a touch of the ball after scoring you know um, but the thing with like they, they did have a lot of possession in the first half but it's and I understand like Early in the game, you obviously don't want to give a goal away because then you're playing right into Drogheda's hands. Like they're just going to sit deep and counterattack, which is what they end up doing for the entire match. But there was no, not to say the facts would have created stuff, but there was no creativity. There was no, like, nobody taking a chance with a pass. It was all safe passing, which again is fine for the beginning of the game and to get settled and all that. But there was too many times where not only is it like the two centre-backs passing to the full-back and then into Stanton or Sloggett and then back to the centre-back and over to the other full-back. Like, 
I don't I get like you know you have to be patient against a team that's just in a block and moving from side to side like I get all that but they needed someone to they needed someone to get the ball like straight into Hooven's feet and it just wasn't happening and we did it once or twice and like once the ball got that far forward then you can get Duffy in you can get whoever in but it was just too passive and just a lack of urgency and it never like that never went away that like lacks attitude and just even even with like five minutes to go you're still like Han was the only one that was like Han like there was a, a, a attempt at, there was another breakout that the draw I had with about 10 minutes to go and I can't remember who it was but he ran past a couple of lads and Han just took him down yeah. And like, that was the kind of thing that like you need to be doing that from the very beginning of the game. Like it can't just be someone comes off the bench and gives a, a spark for a few minutes. Like they were just so so flat. Um, and that thing about going ahead or going behind and not being able to come back, like that was what we said about them at the start of the season with Philip Bowen was what we said about them with uh with, with Jim Jilton then after that. And we seem to have turned it around where we did go behind and we didn't just capitulate, that we didn't just fall apart like we did in early season and for a good bit of last season. But that's just that seems to have gone there. And I don't know whether that came from a new like a, the new manager bouncer or whatever it is. Um I don't know whether it's I don't know how big the problem is, is what I'm what I'm saying. I don't know if it's like the entire club is in such disarray that the lads are just like, oh fuck it, who cares? I don't know. Like you really don't want to think that because that's a pretty terrible thing to say about professional footballers that they just don't care and they're not bothered. Like, but Jesus Christ, it really looked like they just didn't give a shit tonight. And I know I <laughs> yeah, I've I've I tried, tried to be positive and tried to be like, right, no, look, there is, there was progress and we were playing better and there was good performances. But when you take the three league games now that we've had, the last three league games, they are three abysmal performances. Regardless of the European games around it, they are desperate performances. And obviously any team in the league is going to miss like Cleary going off injured, McElhenney being out injured, McMillan being out injured, Dickie Kelly being out injured. Like every team in the league is going to miss that amount of players. But when you start looking at how much this team cost and how much they've been paid and all that stuff, it's it's just absolutely shocking to be second last. And second last, and Gally talked about this last week. <laughs> second last. And we're going away to Waterford next. Like, yeah, who is going to put money on us to go and win that game? I, I, don't, I, I don't think anybody, you know. I think that's look, we obviously we I think two games in hand on Waterford, but you wouldn't you don't fancy us beating them and then they get a four point lead and we only have a game in hand on them, you know. So it's like, where do we everyone around us, apart from Harps, Harps and Longford probably are are doing all right, you know what I mean? Like I've I've hit a bit of a bit of form, but we just I don't know. This could this could be a short uh, pod because I don't know what to say most of the time, but it's 
it is. It's just it's it's just hard to put into words. And I mean, look at it. There's a ton of comments coming in here. So if anybody wants to um, wants to comment, feel free to do so. But it's it's just sad to see it, you know, because it's normally normally when there's a decline at a club, it doesn't happen as drastic as this. And as you say, you know, the form the form we're in right now, and that uh, that uh, <laughs> cheers, Martin. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that performance you know and, and the performances of the club or just sorry hold on i need to get me better there again but uh just like it's, it's hard even it's hard even put into words just it's very very sad it's very sad to see things the way it's going you know the 500 yeah. fans went in today excited for hopefully what was going to be a good result and then to be to be served that up and you know We've we've I I've sang Vinny's praises over the last couple of weeks. You know we've we've gave him a lot of support, but the form in the league is no better than Filippo's. You know when Filippo came in this around this time last year, um, I know that the performances in Europe have been very good, and I, I think that's a frustrating thing as well. Is how can the players perform like that in Europe and then throw up this here? Because the biggest thing we were all saying last week is they have five days to prepare for this. You know, they don't have a Thursday night game. They've got a few days to prepare to rest up and, and come in fresh. And I understand we have so many players out injured, um, but there, sh- there still should be quality. And and there is, there is quote-unquote, quality on the pitch to do the job against against a draw of a team that's struggling for form as well. You know, yeah. this, this is a club that I think they had lost four on the bounce, was it, before tonight? Yeah, one win in five, or one draw, one draw in five and four defeats and something like that. I think it was something like that. And then and then they go out and beat us. And I mean, look, they, they probably don't need too much motivation to go into a game with Dundalk. I don't know if this hurting as well. You know, they, they'd be wanting to put more hurt on us. But I, I think we humbled them, tonight, or they humbled us tonight. You know, I think they they really they really did. They, they put in a good performance. And it just... For the, for that twenty minute spell in the second half, or all of the play was down there half of the pitch. I mean, every header that went in the box, they won. You know, and you look at uh, you look at Huben, who's so good in the air, and I don't think one ball went into him at all. You know, so it's just just disappointing. Well, look, I think everybody's sick of listening to me and you, Donald. So we'll bring in live from the limo. <laughs> um, Chris, I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to be nice to you tonight because I don't want to get grounded again. Yeah, yeah, you're better off. Yeah, I'm glad you're a woman that's got more respect for me than you do. Give us your thoughts. I was just about to come on here and I was listening to you as I was uh, driving down Park Street and I, was, I could hear you saying, like, I don't know what to say on this anymore. I went, oh, crap, they're going to make me come in and talk lots now. <laughs> yeah. Um, First and foremost, I picked the first the wrong night to do the camera behind the goals in the rain. That was a bad decision. I sort of stayed in the truck like I always do. That was my first mistake. Um, ah, lads, thank God the, the microphone beside me, the, the director put the volume down because me fucking yelling was not good tonight because I just, I was so frustrated. We just looked so flat at times today and just chatting to a couple of guys there on the way out of Oriel and, I, and they were saying, you know, what did you think of the game and what did I think the difference was? And I said, I'll tell you exactly what the difference was. Gary Deegan. Gary Deegan was on the back of every Drogheda player today, g them up. 
He was pushing them. He was shoving them. He was praising them when he needed it. He was 24-7 there today, lads. Yeah. And and that's the difference. We don't have a player like that driving players on at the club. We missed somebody to just do something. We missed the, that was that was a glaring obvious. We missed the Chris Shields tonight. Like he he would have just put a tackle in. He would have you know evaded a few tackles and just changed the tempo of the match. But at times, right up like I, I was surprised we scored when we did because I thought we looked quite flat at the best of times today. But um. Oh, it was just, that's a heartbreaker, I really do think. But I think, um, Donnelly, I heard a bit from yourself there um, before that. And I think you're right. I think this is this is what we've seen in previous games and previous results. We go behind, confidence is completely knocked out of us. And we're waiting for somebody to do something that will get us into a, into some sort of a rhythm. But when it's not there, I don't know, we just kind of do nothing. Yeah. And that was it. We were yeah. back and forth, back and forth, played out of the back four into the midfield. We got we got pressed and pushed, go back to the back four again with it, move it out to the sides, go back into the middle again. There wasn't I like I think Han made a difference coming on and, and that probably says something that he can't even get into the team at the best of times. Nico Money's probably our best player when he came on. Do you know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, it's just it's very, very frustrating. I just like Strade were good. I think Ting Clancy knew exactly how to play against us, but I just, I just thought we played right into exactly what they wanted from us. Um, they put in the hard tackles when it was needed, and and that was it. Like, but no confidence, no confidence in that team whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I missed the other results tonight. What was what did the Waterford one end? You don't want to know. Oh God. <laughs> I think we're just sitting here. We're going to stay alive until we find out uh, find out what Finney's comments are. Um, We've just been told not to not to say anything with social media. Uh, yeah. Colin said because we could be in trouble. Um, to, to be fair, I heard him talking to to Adrian on LMFM at the end when I was just kind of packing up, and I think he said if if we had got a draw there today, it would have been a daylight robbery. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't the performance wasn't good enough is, is is kind of I think is what he had said to to Adrian. Um, like I say, we'll we'll all hear it later on. But he's right. If that is what he said, he, I think he's right. That that performance isn't acceptable at this club. The league position we're in is not acceptable at this club, considering no. the budget, considering where we've been, the, the heights that we know this these our team can get to when we play better opposition. So what's what's going on that we're they were not up in our game. We're not playing to that level. Well, that's that's what I was saying, Chris. Before you came on, I, I don't know if you heard it about you know the 2012 squad where it was young young lads, very yeah. very small budget. You could kind of let them away with a performance like that because because of where we were at at that time. Yeah. But this time around, we've got lads that are earning three, maybe even four times what those lads were getting back then. You know, yeah. and they're training every day, which they weren't doing back then as well. And it's just. It's scandalous, and you're right with Han. Like myself and Donald were discussing off air before we came on that I actually I thought apart from he, he misplaced some passes, but I thought he brought an energy that was just completely yeah. missing until he until he did come on the pitch. Yeah. Um. And it begged the question is like why hasn't he played more? Yeah. You know because it seems like when he first came he, he got a couple of runs of games he done well you know he done all right too he didn't he didn't look out of place. Uh, he scored he scored in the last time we played Drada wasn't it? The two one victory in Oriel Park, he got yeah. he got the winner that day. Yeah. 
yeah. at the back so post. It's, so it's like, why isn't he? Why isn't he playing? Yeah. Look, it's. I think the saving grace at the moment for us is that Longford are, are having such a bad season that we're not bottom. Like, I'm not saying something, but when you look at form of other teams around us, there's there's teams like Drogheda, like Finn Harps. I'm not even going to bring Waterford into that because I just think they're actually playing quite well. They were probably unlucky against Pats. Um, but the other teams are scrapping and picking up the odd few points. But like, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I don't know where a win's going to come. That's, that's, and even looking at the next few fixtures, I still couldn't tell you where a win is coming. No. no. The um there's a there's a point as well, you know, like um so you look at because my dad I was sitting with my dad at the game and he said that same thing about Gary Deegan. He I, know, just, I noticed he, you didn't say hello by the way, yeah, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't you were, it was lashing rain. I stayed and you know didn't <laughs> the whole guy behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he said like your man with the beard hasn't stopped talking all night. And it's the kind of thing that like I, I've been try, <laughs> trying not to do this all year, but mm. there comes a point when you have to point things out that, like, I didn't want, like, once Chris Shields was gone, it's like, Chris Shields is gone. He, we can't do it in the bed. He's not coming back. But this, this performance is what you get when you make decisions like that. Like, yeah. when you let players go uh, in the off season, like, when you let Massey go, you let Mountney go, you let, <laughs> the two lads from Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> oh, well played, well played. Still not. They, I, you know, I'll I'll say one of their names if they can get into the starting eleven. But they, um, you can't let all those players go and not have a plan for what happens after they're gone. And this is what happens. That it was absolute madness, and it settled down for a couple of weeks. Like it settled down before the European games, and at least on the pitch. And then in the yeah. European games, but this is what you get. This is what happens when you you're pulling really important pieces out of the squad and you're not replacing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did try and replace players in the summer. Like, fair enough. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they thought that those two lads that went to Tala were shit. Maybe they were right. <laughs> but yeah. you can't like, especially in the middle of the season, you can't take the maybe no. the most important piece of the team out. And have no plan to replace him. Yeah. And tonight is like the epitome of all of those decisions are coming back to bite the entire club. That we're in this spot. We are second last. We're in a relegation playoff spot. And we fucking deserve to be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like they might turn this around. They might look at tonight's game and tonight might be the, the point where they're like, fuck it, we have to do something. We have to get our heads together. We have to start getting results. Maybe that's what happens next. But to be in the point that we're in now, this is a culmination of everything that's happened. It's not just it's not just the manager. Like It's not just changing manager three times. It's everything. Everything has led to this exact point. And yeah. that's why tonight was such a massive game. Because like... If we'd won tonight, we would have started to look like maybe we can push on to the teams ahead of us. Yeah. But no one's under any illusions now. This is a we are in a relegation fight now. Yeah. 
didn't didn't Gally say like our, our what was our transfer policy over the past while, and it was like we we let the likes of SG go. I don't want to say his name to you, and, and hope that we were going to find the next that person. But I said, but we already had him. Why did we have to let him go? But we've done that transfer policy over the whole team now. Maybe yeah. we'll find the next Chris Shields inner squad. But we already had that Chris Shields. Maybe we will find the next um, Gary Rogers. And yeah, but we already had him. You know, maybe could we could we not have kept Gary on as a as a coach in the in the you know in the club? These these little things for like for the past two windows have just decimated our squad, absolutely decimated. And and the fear, I think it was probably about four or five episodes. We said our biggest fear would be if we get knocked out of Europe and results don't go away, will our performance dip as guys consider where they're going to be next year? I think we're in the middle of that right now. Yeah, yeah. I think if it, you know that question about transfer policy is, I think it's very valid, and I think. At some point, some people are going to have to answer for it. You know, during the start of our owner's tenure, it was very much business as usual, you know, or it was working with the manager. But since since certain people have left, and look, I'll probably get a threatening phone call for this and from this uh, for saying this in the morning. But outside sources seem to be at play, you know, and and seem to be dictating as to who we sign. And it's very, it's very much evident now that it's outside sources. You know, it's not the same as it was before. Like, you know, we had a tag pajami. The likes of him came in, but yeah. he was he was one. You know what I mean? Now we've got six of them. You know, we've got six that aren't up to standard. But yeah. for every tag pajami that time, um, we had three or four good players that came in along with him. But yeah. over the last while, I mean, it's just... I, I just look at <laughs> everything is annoying me tonight, but it's like... Yeah. Uh, you be careful, or the smoky man will get you. That's it, exactly. Um, I don't know. I might be. I might get grounded again. But uh, no, it's look. It's it. It's just. Filippo on another podcast has been blamed for the transfer policy. You know, for players that have come in and then gone. But I mean, by all accounts, he's only been involved in. He was only involved in three transfers. All three of those lads are playing. Not saying they're good or good, bad or indifferent. Yeah. But the three players that he wanted are the players that are still there. All the rest of them came from were signed by higher up and were recommended by people from outside the club that have moved on. And um, regarding like Chris Shields and look at we, we don't like you're, we, away, you're just right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm, I'm having a Duffy moment here. Um, uh, once, you know, once Flano starts texting in, throw the pen down because you yeah, know he's right. Yeah, but once they once they start um, like once we let you your club captain like how does your club captain leave in the middle of the season and. Yeah. How do you how do you say and look I I understand Chris's reasoning for wanting to wanting to go and, and live closer to home and I think every I Dundalk like every, yeah every Dundalk supporter does but why didn't we take the same tact with him as we did with Fats yeah like why why didn't we say to him yeah no problem you go and you go in uh, December when the season's over and best of luck to you and you owe the club nothing and I mean he owes the club nothing anyway but this is your club captain yeah this is the fella that. When your when your centre halves are injured, which we've had centre halves injured since he's left, he'll mm-hmm. step into that position. Yep. You know, and when he hasn't been available, we had Dummigan, who fair enough last week against the test, played very well in there. He's still not a centre half. You know, he's nope. not he's not that kind of a player. And it's 
that's that look that's just one player that we're talking about here but it's honest to god it's uh the transfer policy is just one, one of a number of things that have been shocking this season yeah so oh, is this the official relegation battle podcast this is it we're now in this are we is this yeah. where we Okay, yeah. right. Just, just so I know. I think. Look, uh, if if we if we're going to delve a little bit more into that, uh, if we're moving away from the match tonight itself and talking a little bit more about that in general, just uh, I think I would like to, uh, I'd like to just um, offer the condolences to Drogheda United and, and the family of David Conroy who passed away. Um, I think it was early yesterday morning. There was a great photo actually at the end of the game. In fairness to um, of Gary Deegan and his son that. hugging after the game, which was a really nice moment. But just. Uh, before we move move on and discuss it more on end about our club, I just want to want to offer our condolences on behalf of the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. No, no, it's a, an awful tragedy, and and I've seen people like Tiernan and stuff like that, you know, tweeting this week. So you know, he, he's people in 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 Dundalk have also felt the effects of that, you know, and, and it, you can't help but feel it as a one as a, as I suppose as yourself as a football coach, you know, the impact he, he has on a local community. But also, just you know, as in the the League of Ireland uh, family, it's sad to lose anybody like that, especially a, a young father like that. So it's yeah, it's it's an absolute tragedy. I'm very 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 sad to uh, very sad to see and hear. So yeah, condolences to the family and and to the whole Drada United family down too. On mm-hmm. on a plus side, uh, I was getting rained out of it, and I had my wet gear on, and Flano turned up in a pair of shorts tonight. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was my highlight of the day. So, Flan will probably slag me off now in two seconds on that, mind you. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so... I, I really thought, lads, just if I had seen some sort of bite or something in this tonight, I would have been rejuvenated. And I just thought, if we had got something, even though, I tell the truth, if we had to snatch a draw somehow in that game tonight, I would have said, there's something to build on. Because we were out of that game at one stage and we, we managed to pull ourselves back in again. But... Just to lose, to lose ground. We've now lost ground on Derry. We've lost ground on drugs. And now Waterford with the form they're in, you just think, oh God, we're going to be massively cut adrift on a lot of this. So that's oh, good to see Pingu's hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He must be looking for his pain. He must be yeah. looking for his pain. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how far Pingu has been down through with comments there, but I just see, you know, people talking about Stephen O'Donnell. Um, and I think when, when Stephen O'Donnell left before, we were worried about who's going to replace him. But, you know, Chris Shields, we could see at that stage, he was being, you know, either left out of the team when we thought he could be playing. And we were just wondering when he was going to be given a chance because we knew he was good enough. I think it's, it's different to that situation now where... We didn't have that replacement or someone we, we thought would be good enough to step into that breach when it was needed. Um, but now we're just left with a giant void in the middle of the park. It was it was really scary when at the start of the match and, and at halftime, I seen, you know, Fats, um, Cleary at halftime, um, Brian Gartland, I think was... Was Dickie Kelly? Whatever. I'm not too sure. Brothers went. Oh wow! All of these lads should be in our starting eleven tonight, and none of them are like with injuries. So it's um, Fats had had some mechanism. I don't know if you if you've seen it on the stream. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so I think that's attached to to stop a strain or something on the uh, on the hamstring before 
um, specialist has a look at it. So I'm hoping that's not too bad for him. Um, I'm hoping it's as a precaution instead of maybe um, being in a full cast. I'm hoping that's all it is. But yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen anything like that. He kind of looked like the bionic man making his way across the pitch with a limp. <laughs> yeah, bionic man was limping as he was getting across. Yeah, the pitch, yeah. so he's not on fully bionic yet. Oh, um, yeah. But anyway, was... I, I, I take semi-bionic now. <laughs> 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 he, he still would. He, he still could have done something tonight, but one leg. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Still could have done exactly. something. Exactly. So, like, where where do we where do we go as a club now? Bar another session out in Belfast. Where are we? What what do we need to do? And what where do we go? I've taken over here, Pingo. See that? No, I love it. You fire ahead. <laughs> I sorry that I turned off the camera. I was just picking up my pen. <laughs> ah, we figured that. We figured that. <laughs> like where, where? Like what? Like something drastic needs to happen. Does 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 Vinny pull them all in and have a sit down in the dressing room and just say, right, let's lay this out. This is where we are, and if we don't do something about it, we're going to be in big, big trouble here. Who's got the Who's got the cojones to to want to be in this battle? Because that's that's the only lads I want to see on this pitch. Like, would he do that? Is that what's needed? Has he done it already? Do you know, we, we don't know. Did I, he do that, something like that when he came in maybe? but I'd, I'd say he probably done it when he first came in and that's where the bounce came from. And then, to be fair, I think Europe kind of came and, and took a lot of... We were doing well in it. You know, we, we, we got through. There was talk of the money and... There was talk of excellent performances, you know, and I think that kind of got us so far. But now strikes me as the low ebb in the team just as Vinny came back. So now we're at that little turning point again. And I think this goes one way or the other. Um, But I, I don't know. I don't know what what needs to be done, but I think something drastic like that needs to be done. I'd like to see players like I like, like I seen Andy Boyle walking off, and he looked genuinely hurt um, by that result. He wasn't happy at all, um, and that as as sad as that is, that fills me with a bit of joy that there's a bit of that he cares enough. There's a, there's enough passion there from him, um, but is there enough other characters around that team? Um, yeah. Especially that starting eleven, or or, or 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 starting eleven that we're going to have for the for the next few matches. Like, is there enough? Is there enough will? Is there enough dedication? Is there enough love for for Dundalk Football Club to to want to pull us out of this? I mean, I, you I have get to you, back on some. You have to think so. But I think you look at. Um, I'm trying to think. Like you look in the next in the next month or so, we're probably going to end up being now without Tchaikovskis and Sonny as well, because both of them are most likely going to get international call-ups. Yeah. Um, where's that going to leave the back four? You know, we're playing teams right now over the next couple of weeks that hopefully we. I say hopefully <laughs> we we should have got a good result tonight, but you know we're we're playing against teams over the net, like Waterford next week that on paper we should be on a power with. September, that means we'd be rolling back around to the likes of the Bows, the Rovers and stuff like that. And then we're going to be without these lads. And yeah. You know, go, going back to your question, I mean, I've th- I seen enough out of hand tonight that he he had a bit of fight when he came on. You know, he didn't yeah. give up the ghost. He chased everyone down. 
probably done enough for me that I would say let's give give him a chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Give him a chance. Uh, I think Stanton, Stanton had a quiet game tonight, but I think over the last you know month or so, he's he's definitely improved a lot. Uh, I think I'm it was probably sorry. more with Deegan on his case tonight. I'd say, yeah, probably made him have a, have a quiet enough game. Yeah, I um, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry to say it, but I just who who again, and I know he didn't get the deliveries that that he he'd be used to, mm. but just this walking around and I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't fight but he, he just sometimes he, he comes across as disinterested and I, I'd have question marks over that a little bit too you know that I would like to see just a little bit more work rate out of him and again that's another player from from a bygone era that doesn't really owe us anything but if yeah if he's going to stay or if he's looking to go elsewhere he needs to put himself in the shop window you know that that's that's the thing that players need to do too who's going to yeah. pick up who's going to pick up relegated players only other teams in the first division, maybe you might have a Finn Harps that'd be interested. Like I, I remember back in 2010, and I'm not going to name the player, but there was one lad was going through a particularly sticky patch for about a third of the season, and then getting towards the end of the season, back with the 40 week contract, started putting in man the match performances for three or four in a row, and got himself a new deal. You know, so that that's what at this point where now clubs are offering two-year deals, three-year deals. This is where players need to be putting themselves in the shop window if, if they're not going to stay. And, I mean, there's very few players that Dundalk fans we want to keep. You know, there's, there's players that we want to go, but it's in their best interest now to start performing together. And, that, and that's the thing. If, if I was Vinnie Park, that's what I'd nearly be saying to them. You know, yeah. is that it's your chance now to put yourself... And you're putting yourself in the shop window for a new contract at Dundalk as well. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But... Like, these lads have all came to Ireland for a reason. These international footballers, um, uh, like, why aren't they playing in the home country? You know, why aren't they playing in these leagues that offer more money? Why are why are and, and that's not being disrespectful to our league, but Oriel Park, as I said, is not as attractive as a twenty thousand seat or a ten thousand seat stadium in in Hong Kong or, or wherever you know where, where some of these lads might go and play. So why are they? Why are they here? Put themselves in that shop window, you know, uh, and go out and put in those performances. But I just, where we go from here? I mean, it's it's anybody's guess. I mean, like, before you come on, Chris, we said I don't think anybody commenting in. I don't think any of us fancy um, fancy us to get a good good result against Waterford, which probably means we'll go out and beat them three 0 But I don't I don't think at the minute that any of us after tonight. Fancy it. You know, you're, you're going up against probably one of the foreign teams in the league. Yeah. I'm just going to say that there's, um, you know, when you think you think things can't get worse, that uh, just as Eamon's after saying there, they have a game against St. Marcus next week. Yeah. Now, Nicky Daly's going to love this, isn't he? Look, I, <laughs> you can't. There's no way Especially we can. Especially that's back in the shed. He's gonna just absolutely love it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not. Let's not scare it around. That. That's the sort of game that, that he used to love when he was up against us with with, with Drogheda. Um and we saw him flashes when he was with us as well. Like it, you know, he'll be he'll be bang up for this game. And they, and they're a decent team. You know, they've they've got some decent players as well, and surely they can they can smell an upset. <laughs> There, like we we can't afford a mistake, we can't afford anything, and you're they're coming up to play here. And they've literally, if they, if they get beaten, they get beaten. That's what's expected. So 
they they have they have all that on their side as well. So oh, I mean they'll they'll be looking at that game saying we could turn these. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If they get like, a goal, Drada weren't they anything goal special early. tonight to get the result. What was that? I said Drada weren't anything special tonight. To no, get they, that. Did, they just done their job, didn't they? But yeah. we just did, we did we didn't do much. So I I, I think if, look if Mark does got lucky very early. And I think the longer they go without conceding, the more pressure is going to go on. Is is it five hundred fans again next week? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, people are gonna people are gonna be chomping to see live football. So you're you're expecting another five hundred there again. And I know. So you'll be there, Donald. Yeah. 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 I'll be there. <laughs> Donald, I never missed the game. You were saying <laughs> earlier, like the fans tonight were almost waiting for that first misplaced pass. And if that happens against against a club of, of Mokta standard, I mean, yeah. supporters are going to turn very quickly. I mean, how how often over the last eight years have you seen supporters leaving the game early? And yeah. tonight, first game in a long time and you see people leaving with five minutes to go. Yeah, that's the thing. And, like, it's, it's leaving the game early, but it's also the circumstances of like yeah. lads that are going to their first game in near two years. And you're just like, nah, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm not watching the end of this. No no faith that they're going to score at the end of the game, which is what always gets me in these situations, that we were a goal away from a draw. And there's a bunch yeah. of lads that are like, it's not happening. I'm going home. Yeah, and- which I, I remember, Vinny, not Vinny, um, in 2013, 2014, a lot of our game match-winning goals came in the last 10 minutes of a game. Yeah. So yeah. That, that shows you, again, just how... You know the identity of the team has fallen so far that people know we're not going to score. They know how many how many minutes the referee puts up for extra time. It's just not going to happen. Like it's, it's we'll just leave. Like it's mad. and especially in a derby game too. Yeah. yeah. But with about with about ten minutes to go there, I thought Oriel Park got eerily quiet. Yeah. At one stage, like oh god, you know, like it, normally we'd be bang up behind it. We're only a goal behind. Like I say, it's a loud derby. Han was on, kind of giving him a little bit of something to think about, maybe down the wing, and you're you're thinking, right, 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 we could maybe do something here. Let's keep the tempo up, but it just went thump. That was it. Zip. Yeah, I think people were like Pinky was saying earlier on. I think the uneasiness in the defence tonight that got into the crowd. So anytime yeah. had it broke, we it, there was just a collective like, ah, oh, look, here we go, two passes and they're in, and I yeah. think. That just kind of took over because we weren't creating any chances for the last 20 minutes. So even when we had the ball in Drogheda's final third, it still felt like Drogheda were more likely to score than we were because you're like, if they break like they've already done, they'll have uh, one-on-one with one of the two centre-backs and there's just no faith in it. There's no faith in the team. Um, Because it's a lot, and it's a long time. Like it's not just, it's not just this season that people have this feeling that like, you know, that they don't have faith in him. It's from last season too. So it's two full seasons of watching the dock and having no faith that they're going to get the result that they used to have faith in that that they get. Um I just saw I saw somebody mention Roy Keane there. And I heard Roy Keane talking about he was talking about Newcastle. And he was saying about how Newcastle's goal should be survival. Because yeah. there's a worse fate than survival. <laughs> That like if you start spiraling down, it's incredibly hard to start or to stop that and go back the other direction. And I mean, we all know this. Like we know where we were in 2012. Like that we know yeah. what rock bottom is like, or even before that. But mm-hmm. 
that's the, the the worry now. Like even Friday night, you're like, I know it's St. Moctis, but Jesus Christ, the rot is setting in. Like there's they will turn up thinking Treaty gave these boys a game. Yeah. Like we struggled and that was with Fat and with McMillan and whoever else. Probably we probably had about four other players that we let go since. But they look at that game, they look at tonight, but they look at what Treaty did. And it'd mean it's pretty much the same setup that it'll just be like we're gonna sit in, we're gonna sit in. <laughs> Sorry, that's good. One. Um but they'll be they'll be thinking we can get a result. Yeah. And and this is it, like you know, even what 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 Paul's saying there on, on that, you know, with a BB, but they they'll see these things as weaknesses and, and they'll say, Well, that's exactly what you need to um you having a point there, Paolo? What are we having? No, it's a hard night. Oh, Jesus. Yes. It's like having Tiernan again. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't think we're going to be on long enough for, for me to get into that. Yeah. Sort of stay. Um, Although. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think I think, I think we need to get a new sponsor, Pingu, which is like a... I think we, this, we should have a post-match point. And we should be drinking our sorrows here. So I think if... If anyone needs to get in contact with us for that, I think we could all do it. A, a create a beer sent to us. We'll send beer. We just have distillery. We're, we're asking you. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Anything help? Have that. Yeah. Um, that's especially, yeah. especially the way things are going. Yeah, we 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 should just sit here. I don't I don't know. I I like when I, I was there early. Obviously, setting up today, and there was a lot of lads i can only assume they're part of the shed side army and a load of extra banners done up tonight and the club has actually given them a whole section you've probably seen that um it'd be, gosh, yeah. yeah it'd be to the right of um the shed where the st levan used to be in in parked up and they have a massive area there that they can put a banner and actually the club has given them a dedicated wall where they can put stuff up and i thought you know it started fill me with a little bit of optimism at the start of can you know here's parts of the club and maybe it's just individuals in the club who who are happy to work with supporters like that and, and bring them back into Oriel Park. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe get a result tonight. And here's a turning point of club reaching out, more people in here and everything. And God, the results kind of deflated me <laughs> somewhat less. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, where do we go? Remember, Bingo, when we said we'll set up this podcast, it sure it'll be great crack. Yeah. When when does the great crack happen? <laughs> do, you, do you remember the episode one President's Cup? Beat the draw yeah. beat Rovers wow. and we said this is gonna be a great season. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we should just replay that one. Yeah. And just pick holes in all our points. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a best of at some point, right? There has to be oh. like after a horrendous defeat, we'll just take all the best bits, all the praise. From all of the episodes, I'm actually might not even last that long. That's If we move on, maybe to a couple other points before we wrap up. Um, obviously, this this week the kind of the rumor mill is going, or the, the news is breaking currently about Val. Um, Val is going to a Premier League club, which is rumored to be Brentford, which is look as a great move for him, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything about a fee or what sort of a fee. I'm assuming is that it, it, because he's only on the amateur contract. It'll be it won't be that big. 
Well, I think he's on a professional contract, isn't he? He he's, is, he's but on he's still two. under the age of 18, though, so is that not? Yeah, I don't think the fee's going to be that big, regardless of... Mm. Well, I think he's only getting like maybe 100 quid a week, though. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's, an, it's, a, it's a cracking move for him. Um, mm. He gets to go to a Premier League club, and the way Brentford has run is incredibly interesting, and their recruitment is incredibly interesting, so I'd be really intrigued to see what they've... Um, I'm with Eamon on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, but I, I, as much as we filter and hold back things, oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine how bad it could be? It'd be car crash. It would literally be car mm. crash. Um, no, no, it's, I think it's great for Val. It's great for... It's look. It's, it's great for the league, and what we're saying that the league should be is is lads going, only going over to to England with you know, at an older age, where they've played some sort of league, having some sort of league experience, rather than having never played senior professional football in this country. You think of scales, you, you, and you look at uh, Val there as well. Like it's 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 a fantastic opportunity for him. I hope it works out. Um, Brentford have that tradition as well of giving young people a chance at the club um and and if to be fair they they, they also have a history of, of of irish players at that club too and um, you know scotty hogan before that um, and then john Douglas was there wasn't he as well yeah so like there's 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 it, it, there's a good tradition in that club they also have a good tradition of, of giving giving them a go if they think you're you're good enough you 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 get to play in and around that squad so Let's hope that he's he's given the opportunity and he's um, he's he's you know I you wouldn't expect him to be probably in the first team or anywhere near it this season, but hopefully next year he can he can push on and get in there. And um, judging by how Brentford go, Villa will probably buy him in about two years' time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Ollie Watkins, really Scotty Hogan. <laughs> this goes on. <laughs> Um, no, that's look. It's a great move for him. Great for the league. Great for like a little bit of good news for the club um, as well. Uh, an academy product that I think has played in the academy for a couple of years now is is moving on. So uh, I'd be worried to... when you said with the rumor mill going. I was like, oh, where is he going with this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sticking with the rumor mill, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, no, stick. Look, staying with rumors again. Obviously, it's not really rumors because Vinny has brought it up on a couple of um, on a couple of his interviews uh, when he's not talking about social media. He was he was saying that you know some of the players are in discussions for um, for contracts after tonight. I don't know if that's good news that we might be resigning somebody. We, lads, we can lowball them now. Yeah, but uh, I mean that has look. We we've all been crying out for that, haven't we? You know, to see yeah. some kind of movement, and if it, if it's the retention of some of those lads that maybe are. Injured currently, you know that that would be as you say, start or like should have been starting tonight. Then that can only be positive, you know. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, it comes to fruition. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think I think. Look, I think we'd also like Vinny's situation kind of sorted on this too. Um, it, it, to me, it seems kind of hard as a player. I'd like to know who my gaffer is going to be next year. So to, to, it, I think that. Yeah, and I'm hope those conversations are happening with him too. Um, but yeah, I think we we could do with having a couple of numbers bedded down because we all we always said that you know Valadetaku and Rhino Kane and Andy Boyle were the three guarantees for next year. Yeah, <laughs> we could be losing one of the guarantees. So yeah, the the more the merrier that signed next year, and 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 I'm hoping then then 
you know, those lads will be thinking, well, we want to get signed. And here's here's two things to look at that, right? One, those lads will want to get signed up because then you'd hope there would be some level of dedication. Not that I'm saying they're not dedicated now, but I'm saying you want to be giving everything now because you want to make sure you're still in this division next year if you get a contract now, if they're offering you a contract. And then number two, from the club's point of view, you know, are they going to say, well, look, if we're not in this division, we're not going to be able to afford you next year. So we need to get out of this situation for the good of the club and the players, if you know what I mean. It's better for everybody if, if there's safety known that we're in this division next year. And there's so much uncertainty if we're anywhere near a relegation playoff come the end. Um, I hope this is, I'm hoping this is this is the bottom and we've, we've hit it. We need to take a look at ourselves and be honest about our performances and and our dedication and what we're giving to this club right now and say, can I do better? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, we need to see that from maybe, maybe the mock this game is, is the first step uh, um, on a ladder to, to get us back there. Maybe it's exactly the game that we need. Um, maybe there'll be a wild sending off and three or four of their players get sent off. No way, four is too many, is it, for to be called off? But uh, I'm hoping it's not, uh, and, and we win comfortably, and it's it's a confident booster to, to go in to the rest of the season because I just think we just need some sort of pick-me-up. We can we can talk about hard luck. We can talk about, you know, horrific injuries that's decimated this squad. I mean, I think you mentioned it earlier on, you know, you mentioned the number of players that we have had injured, and they would walk into most teams in this division, if not all teams in this division. And that's that's extremely hard to to continue on when you don't have them. But at some stage, we also need to bury the bad luck stories and just start winning ugly. But, but whatever it takes just to start getting three points back on the board and start get ourselves into some sort of a secure position. And then we, we look at next year then after that. But right now, I think just pull ourselves buy our socks out of this position, dig in deep. And that's that's what we got to do. I don't want to be having these same conversations. You know, what are we, 10, 12 games left? If even? I think, I think they said tonight there's still 40-something points up for grabs. 46 points or something like that. Great. So how many games is that? Yeah. <laughs> but you know... <laughs> There, therein lies, therein lies the the issue. Like, so it's it's over. Yeah, it's you're talking about fifteen games or so, probably, aren't you? Yeah, I think I think yeah, is it fourteen? Four five. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, well, so they give or take that. But like, this is this this has to be the low ebb, as in as in the league position. Well, we can and go one lower, Chris. No. Yeah, it can get worse. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't, but it can. Yeah, it can. So um, Kyle Mucky just said 39 points left. Okay. Still still no clearer to me, Kyle, after a long day. Sorry, pal. 13, oh, Stephen Todd, 13 to play. Thank thanks, you, Stephen. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> Donald's gone quiet for the past while, so I'm expecting... Uh, do you know, do you know, do you Donald, know what I sorry, hope? This is your... Donald, this is, this is your brave heart moment. This is your rallying moment that that we've been waiting oh. for. Um, I just is this not just, just play the... better, guys? Just play better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this not just like absolutely insane where we are? 
what we're talking about here. That yeah. we're in, we haven't signed anybody. Which, and maybe we have, and we haven't announced it, which I'd be like, why have we not announced it? Yeah, we got two new guys in, for, and they should be looking to next season, even though they don't have contracts next season. But we have to, like, the reality of this, and I'm sorry, I'm just like, amazed. I know this is a, a proper miserable night. You're not like I'm... drinking more on this. You're even more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, just think about this, that we're in a position where we're second last. So when it comes to signing new players, we have to try and convince them we're going to be in the league next season. And they have to look at us being like, yeah. are they going to be in the league next season? How is that the spot that we're in? Like, this is absolutely mental that this is the situation that we're in. And it's the reality, which is just so fucking depressing. But this is where we are. And it's like, oh, the amount of times that we've called out this thing of not signing players, not having people prepared for next season. And this is the absolute worst way it could have come back to bite us. Because yeah. now these boys would just be like, no, I don't fancy being around here next season. They're like, they're second last. I'm done. Yeah. I I have an offer or someone's in my ear from Sligo or Sipats or whoever. And yeah. you're like, well, ah, look, I'm done with this. Pitch is yeah. shite. I'm not playing in this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm away yeah. somewhere else. It's just, oh man, it's just. But well, we used to be the club that offered the long contracts. We used to be the club. We were that, forced. We were forced to do it. Yeah, you know. But we were the the club that it was uh, a real delight and a fantastic style of play. You were, you know, guaranteed European football. You know, you had all these pluses beside us. Like right now, for next year, we've no European football to dangle in front of anybody. No. Um, we, like I say, we 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 unless something starts happening very quickly at the club we, we we can't say with any certainty that we're going to be in this division yeah. um so let's just blow the whistle now and end the season and just we'll call it quits <laughs> no wait no wait we're in the playoff position no no just give us one more roll the dice one more time one more time <laughs> hang on i got this snake eyes <laughs> i am um, i just see Fra frank carlin saying as well that the players obviously don't know if the manager's signing we, we were talking about that a little bit earlier i just wanted to kind of go back to the point you and ask you boys a, an honest question do you think forget about your based on league form Vinny Powers uh, has earned the right to manage Dundalk next year. Can I just put in a counterpoint to this? Yeah. That under the current regime, if Vinny Perth isn't the manager, who would they get instead? Can they be trusted to make a decision on who the next manager is going to be? So I can see Chris, Chris is... Ahead, this is right. the most fun I've had on a podcast in ages, lads. This is great crack. I so, wish I was drinking. <laughs> so it, it, it shouldn't, it's just ridiculous, but it shouldn't even come down to whether he, like what the, the league form is like. The decision that they make if he leaves could be a hell of a lot worse. And at least, at least Vinny knows the league. He knows, like, <laughs> he, knows, <laughs> he knows what the league's about, you know, and like I've relied a lot of time for Filippo when he was here, but you're asking someone who doesn't know the league to come in in a really precarious situation and try and like navigate through the league. It's that's my worry that if Vinny's yeah. contract was up and he says, "Right, I've had enough of this, I'm gone." Who are the people in charge going to bring in? And 
until we have people in yeah. charge that can make a smart decision like that, I'm like, we'll just give Vinny another contract then. And that's like, I think he's done fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't give him another contract. It's just in the circumstances, the other option is who knows? <laughs> Jim. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't think we rolled the dice on that again. We've done that three times this year. Um, and that's got us nowhere. If if Vinny thinks he can get a tune out of these players or some players who want to come to this club, we just we got to stick with him. I'm not one for for chopping and changing managers that quickly, especially if judging by what the owners want to do with you know previous managers and previous pl- and current players from outside the league bringing them in. It hasn't been a recipe for success. So we've got to go back and say, well, let's do let's do the, the simple things better and let's get a manager who knows this league. We have that in Vinny. Why do you go and get rid of him to bring in another manager? It doesn't make any sense. Be- I, I, and here's the other thing is, Vinny's come back knowing the hand that he's been dealt and still wanted to come back. For whatever reasons, was that personal reasons? Um, that he just felt he had unfinished business here at the club or maybe he from the outside looking in he, he, he couldn't let Dundalk continue the way they were going and he knew he could do something about it and that's why he's back but for whatever the reason he has come back I, I don't think that there was too many people who obviously obviously we know that Dave Rogers wanted to come and, and had seemed to have the dedication to want to come back too but Outside of the two of them, like, did we know of anybody else that was that was in for a bar, Roddy? <laughs> you know, like, so, what do we what do we do here? Like, we got it. We got to stick with him. We got it. We got to get through this patch first, lads. And that's you know, I'm not being. I don't want to be short sighted in in answering that question, Dean, because it's a valid thing of where do we where are we going as a club, sort of a thing. But it's kind of like. You know what does it look like over the other side of the bridge? Well, I don't know because we haven't even gone over the bridge yet. We could fall off the very off the cliff very easily here first. So let's let's do that part first. And I think we're not going to get another manager in. So we're with Finney until at least the end of this year, and let's get that part sorted first. Yeah. And then yeah, then there's loads of questions. There's loads of questions. There's questions about about high up in the our club. There's the questions about in the middle of our club. There's a question about the footballing side of our club. And all of that needs to be answered at some stage. But there's a massive chasm in front of us. And if we're not careful, we, we could end up falling into it. And that's mm-hmm. that's damning, lads. That's bloody damning. And and I'm and I'm not proud of that as a club to be in that situation. Because yeah. I don't think we should. Not that I think we're we're better than anybody else in the league, but just of what we've spent and, and what we expect out of these players, we should be in a better position. I'm not saying we should yeah. be winning the league because I don't think they're that good, but I do think that we, we should be in a in a better position. And the reason we're not in it is performances like tonight has proved exactly why we're in those positions. Yeah. And the only, way we, get, the only way we can get out of that is, is with these bunch of, is with these players. Yeah. So, this, 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 whatever you want to call it, whatever, like, I don't want to say survival, but it could be. 
Um, it could be going that way, but you know, wherever we finish this year, it's 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 got to be down to whatever Vinny, whatever tune Vinny gets out of these players. And first and foremost, I need that done, and then I, I then I can look at your question then later and kind of say, yeah, well, no, is he the man for this job? Is do we need to look at somebody else? Is there a potential? I I don't know, but right now he's the only man who can get us out of this, and yeah. that's that's the What's way the... I feel about it. Yeah, no, awesome. I, I, I think that's fair. I know it was serious when he called me Dean. Uh, I know yeah, it was serious round. Um, it has to be. But no, I look, I, I, I take your point uh, from the two of you, but I think like as well, should should things be formalised now from now to the end of the season? Like, should Liam Bournes be named as the assistant manager for the rest of the season? You know, should that be set in stone? Because right now he's still the club community coach. Yeah. Who's serving and, and that's not a slant on Bornsey. I have a lot of time for Bornsey. He's a very, very good coach. Um, even from the time when I was uh, when I was there at the club, you know, and, and a consummate professional as well. You know, a really, really good fella. So should he be like he should be? Uh, in my opinion, should be formalised. He's the assistant manager, and let that be that, and let him have that. Because again, you know, we we said it earlier when when Stevie Mack um, was Jim's number two. There's easy cop-outs for players there, you know, and, and there's an easy cop-out. If Bornsey decides to have a go at him, Bornsey probably gets a lot of respect because of what he's done in the league as well from the players, but there's an easy cop-out when things aren't going your way. Like, again, a lot of these players from outside the league don't know Liam Bournes from Adam, you know? Yeah. Um, so, it's just, uh, I, I would like to see, from now at least till the end of the season, the club throw something out and formalise that and say that Liam Bourne is the assistant manager and, and let us know, like I know Jerry Malone has annoyed Jim and he's annoyed Finney in asking who the opposition analyst is for the club, but I think that's a valid question because whoever the opposition analyst is isn't doing a good job analysing the opposition, you know, so both, both men have said there is one, but they won't name who it is, so I, I don't think it's you know, unfair to ask that question. Like, Jerry Spain done it for the first few years of, of Stephen Kenny's, then Rory Higgins done it, then Stevie, Stevie O'Donnell done it. Um, so why can't they just come out and name who it is and, and let us know who the backroom staff is? And then if the opposition isn't... Uh, that's just... Uh, that's someone coming because I mentioned sources earlier coming off. <laughs> 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 the smoky man was going to get you. Yeah, it's, the, that door, pal. it's the outside sources again coming off. Yeah. <laughs> But it's little things, and it goes back to like I, I don't know what I, I do know that you lads seen what I posted on uh, on Twitter on Sunday night after the Pats game. You know that again, looking this is going to be a weekly uh, weekly part of the show where I'm, it's going to be ping, Pingu's call to the owners. <laughs> uh, call <laughs> for clarity. Ears with Pingu. Yeah. Pingu's call for clarity. Um, but you know, like. I think again, and I'm going to keep saying it every week until we actually find out what what is going on. Is we like and every supporter, thankfully, I think because of this podcast and other podcasts, like I heard on, on the press box, they brought it up yeah, on this week's episode as well. That we need some kind of conversation from something from the owners of the club to tell us what their plan is. Not even what their plan is next year. Just are you staying or are you going? And if you're staying in what capacity are you staying and if you're leaving fair, fair enough thanks for everything apart from this year you know thanks for all the memories you gave us apart from this season um, but, but, <laughs> you can get there's a card for that isn't there there's like a hallmark I think, card I think like, there is hallmark, thanks for everything but think, not this season <laughs> I, think, I think Steph McEvitt's actually selling them as well um, 
But uh, or we can get them made up and sell them on Redbubble. But uh, you know, as as I said in the round, like back in 2012, when Save Our Club, you know, I I, I was lucky enough uh, with a small group of people to be part of the foundation of that and the setting up of that. One thing that I always took, and I said it was the worst time for the club, but on a personal level and being involved in the club, it's probably the best year I ever had in the club because. I feel like it brought a sense of community of our supporters. Everybody got behind. I remember doing, we had a disco up in uh, up in the, the YDC when they had the bar upstairs. It was the very first event we'd done with DJ Baz and you had three or four players came up to it. You had probably, it, was, it wasn't packed, like you probably had maybe about 100 people there. And then there was the Project Oriel and the Tommy Mack game that Maxi, Maxi organised with, uh, with Jason McConville. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think there was probably over a thousand people attended that game. Maybe even two thousand attended that because it was local opposition against uh, against the against the first team squad. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Project Oriel that night. And I remember that that event was wedged, you know. And then people were letting um, people were letting people. Uh, sorry, sorry about that, Alan. Um, I think everyone's taking the pick yeah. from me calling you Dean. Yeah, but people were uh, people were packing bags. You know, people were doing stuff, and it just. This yeah. time around, when the shit is hitting the fan in the club, <laughs> there's a there's a complete up like it, it's the opposite feeling that we had back then. You know, like that night that we stayed up in Waterford. I don't were you two lads we was down there that night by any chance? Yeah. No. That that was as big as when we won the league in 2014. You know, obviously not on a on a different scale, but that night like would live in the memory. And a lot of people I would talk to say that were at that game say they still they still remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I, I don't know if it was my my post, I got a bit of, it got a bit of flack. I, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't from the, the supporters club of saying, you know, I, I've called call out the supporters club, or not called them out, but I've asked them, would they be willing to write a letter on behalf of the supporters of Dundalk Football Club, seeking clarity on what Peak Six's position is for next year. Um, they've said no, which they're completely entitled to do. They said they're coming up with a strategy in order to to obtain that information, which is great. And I just want to clarify as well that, that when I was writing that, I wasn't trying to tell supporters they needed to protest, or I wasn't trying to suggest that the 1903 is a protest group. I just think a group on Facebook that has almost 500 fans is going to be listened to more than, with yeah. the greatest respect, the Shedside Army that doesn't have even half of that and, and that's no disrespect to the great work that the lads in the Shedside Army do and what they were trying to achieve with their protest but this isn't you know these supporters groups and I tagged our podcast I tagged the press box I tagged the men who say football it wasn't just directed at a supporters club it was directed at people who have a voice like we've got tonight um, like the lads have on the men who say football like the press box have to get this out to supporters and say this is the time where we all need to band together and we all need to ask the question. It can't just be one splinter group. It, can't, it has to be everybody together as Dundalk supporters and saying, look, what, what are you doing? Because, I, I look, I, I don't think the Peak Six are going to leave us with begging buckets again. I, I don't see that being the case. Them doing that. I mean, they could, but I, I just don't, personally, I don't see that happening. But I also, it just, it, it annoys me that the fact that that sense of community is gone, even to the fact where Donald and myself were talking off air and he's saying, the supporters were nearly waiting for the team to make a mistake tonight to get on them. That's how far the disconnect has gone. And even, it's a hard kind of, it's hard to explain this, but watching the club over the last, I'd say two months, 
apart from the European games, and, and I'd even say apart from probably the games we, you know, the last couple of weeks in Europe, when we play in the league, it doesn't feel like Dundalk FC, and it's, it's felt that way probably from from when Jim was in charge. But even sometimes under Vinny, when we're not going well, it doesn't feel like it's Dundalk FC I'm watching. You know, even I don't feel it's it's sad to say, but I don't feel my investment is even there because we know how much of a shit show, or I know how much of a shit show is going on behind the scenes. And that's not the Dundalk FC that we're involved in. And it's not the Dundalk FC that we'll be a part of. We want to be a part of the Dundalk FC that is about the town and the town is about its club. You know, and I said that in the post the other night that Dundalk is a town that absolutely thrives off its football club. And we've seen the town even then, as I say, back in 2012 at its lowest ebb, the town rose up to help save the club. Uh, and I, I always, you know, people will always say to me, oh, you, were, you you played a great role in Save Our Club. But that wasn't me. All I did was was be a part of the foundation of that and, and the setting up of that. It wasn't me that contacted Dunn Store. Somebody else set that up. It wasn't me that organised Project Oriel. It was other people set that up. As I said, the game with Maxi, um, the the Tommy McConville 11, that was Maxi that set that up. This was This was a collective effort of the people around town that were able to make sure that our, our players back then were able to pay wages. And now, I mean, we can't get all our supporters to agree on one thing that can we, can we just ask a question? I, I don't see the problem in asking a question as a big group. You know, I think yeah. they, they might tell us to fuck off, but we can at, very, at the very least we can ask it as a group. You know, yeah. and, I, and, and I commend the Shedside boys for trying to do it. Um, some of the questions maybe that they asked at the time, I, I don't know if I'd agree with, but I think in looking for answers, I think that's something that it, it's gone on too long now, you know, and I just hope over the next couple of weeks as a, as a supporters group, we can get together and we can figure something out. Um, or, or I hope in the next couple of weeks, even before it gets to that, that Peak Six can give us some kind of clarity as to what their plans are next year, whether that is a contract extension for Vinnie Pair, signing five or six players. I mean, that, that's all we need to, to just or not to justify but to kind of alleviate some fears right we're not starting with a blank canvas again because Stephen Kenny's not at home in Donegal and there's not two lads in a Rolls Royce that are going to go up and get him this time around you know it's it's a completely different position we're going to be in at the end of the season if we do start with a blank slate mm-hmm. uh, and that's no disrespect to, to Vinny or no disrespect to any other managers that are, that are sitting at home in the league there's not a Vinny part there or not sorry not a Stephen Kenny there um I think it was a big Mercedes, though, wasn't it? Big Mercedes, sorry, Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. <laughs> that was it. That was our player. That was Hernani. Her sorry, that was. See, I get me times in 2012 mixed up, but uh, <laughs> you know that's that. That's me rant on. But I just I wanted to kind of bring that up because it's just it, it's really been bugging me over the last couple of weeks, and that's that's to be honest, that's one of the reasons why I haven't been on the podcast because it's just been hard to it's been hard for me to watch it. You know, and I think part of that's probably from hard for you to watch the podcast. From where? <laughs> no, I still watch it. I still watch it. I try to, I try to text him, but it says it's the town end that's texting. But uh, I catch myself out a little bit. But no, I it, just sometimes watching the team, it, especially when we're not winning games when we're playing so poorly, it just doesn't feel like the dog. You know, it doesn't feel like it's the club. And I just want to get back to that. I want to get back to the the fans getting behind the club and the club being all, all hand in hand. With each other, you know. Yeah. No, no, I look, and, 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 and to be fair, I don't think there's any any points that you brought up there that we all wouldn't agree with. Um, 
it's just you're you're the only one that actually wrote a, a message about it. <laughs> but uh, and look, and and fair play to um, Andrea. I see there in the comments, she actually has replied to you there. So um, Andrea is part of the supporters club uh, about that. And I know, look, fairly soon we will have somebody on from the supporters club as well. Um, I think they're just looking for um, just to set up things a little bit more with themselves before coming on. So I'm sure they'll be able to answer a lot more if they haven't done that, um, if they haven't gone forward with, with, your, um, with your post. But look, it, it, it completely makes sense. And, and it only it hammers through to the point again on a night like this, when football has gone against us, how important the club actually is and how much we don't want it to go. And, you know, we're talking about football matters, but you're also talking about off-field matters and both of them are incredibly important to get right right now because we don't want to be in that scenario that, that we were back then having to put a group together like that because judging how contracts were held that we won't be able to pay for their wages. <laughs> <laughs> we need about 12 bucket collections days in a row. Yeah. Like that, so. <laughs> I, I think one thing as well, one other point that I kind of just want to make on that before I'll, I'll shut up after this, but it's like, you know, as I said, Dundalk is a town that thrives on its football. And I'm not, I just want to make this clear before I make this point. I'm, I'm not trying to say that the football club has been the cause of this, but there's been a horrific, on top of the pandemic, there's been a horrific suicide rate around the town of Dundalk. There's a lot of people haven't been able to go into the into Oriel Park. And it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if people, you know... It's negatively affecting people's mental health. It's putting everybody. I mean, we're in bad form. All three of us here, you know. And some people are going to take results like tonight harder than others. <laughs> You're watching a different game, you see. Yeah. Um, but no, but you, you know what I'm trying to say is like, some people are going to take tonight's result harder than others, and some people are going to take everything that's going on this season a lot harder than others. And yeah, we can't we can't be there obviously because of the pandemic, and we can't all be there as two, three thousand people. So. I just having having that connection back will make a hell of a lot of difference in people's lives around the town. And I and I say that from experience from being a community coach, from being a club promotions officer around the club. The more stuff the club does with the supporters, for the supporters, the better the, the better the town is. The town reacts well to that. And I, I just want to see the club getting back to that. And and, and I want just wanna one last thing, I just want to reiterate, that's not having a go at the people that are working behind the scenes in the club that are doing great work right now. Um it's just a general thing, you know, that things just don't seem to be going right. But it's not it's not based on them. It's just some of that's out of their hands as well. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're 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 absolutely right. This this whole town feeds off the football club and when when they're doing well, there's bunting everywhere, there's people wearing jerseys, you know, there's a smile on people's faces and and right now it's it's a tough slug. It's absolutely a tough slog, but it feels, it's a tough slog, but it, it feels different, like you say, in 2012, that we, we lowered expectations because we, we, we kind of knew what was, what was coming, but I, I didn't foresee us to be in this position at any no. stage of the season. And I think that's, that's a worrying thing that, that needs to be corrected now because we're, 13 games left to play. I don't want to be having this conversation in three more games, lads. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's the reality. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be me and the, me and the single part will be on. That'll be the only people to be on that 
that podcast. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say a thing too. You know, like we're talking about the supporters clubs getting together and like all the groups getting together and all coming together to approach peak six. There's, I find it kind of hard to believe that they obviously don't know that this is happening, that they don't know that this is how everybody feels. And what's really worrying from that perspective is that they haven't even tried to placate us at all. Like they haven't even put out like a, a throwaway statement in that like we, we were committed to the dock or whatever without any details, you know? And I think as much as like, it would be fantastic to get everybody together and everybody on the same page and everybody, you know, striving for something. I'm like, the bar is so low at the minute. Like I've heard people say that even just a statement, even just anything. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's what really worries me is that even at, the state that we're in and what we're asking for them because we would have asked from for plenty from them before like we were asking for stadium developments we were asking for players we were asking for all sorts of stuff and now all we're asking for is just some sort of communication to tell us what's happening and i think like figure everything that you said in that message is is right and everything that you said tonight is is true and very important and like the importance of the club and the community and and all that kind of thing that's just um it's more important than any of us would even really understand like to have the club in the community and have something like that all the time. But the thing that, yeah, the thing that gets me is that it's, this isn't just this week that we've decided to bring this up. This has been brought up on, as Vinny would say, like on social media, this has been going around on social media for ages now because, and even the reason, like even the fact that he brought it up in that post-match. So he obviously knows that this is a major concern for people. Mm-hmm. And that's been worrying me now for a while that we can't get anything. And the protests, I can understand them not responding to the protests and stuff like that's There's uh, there's a tricky way of, um, or it's tricky to try and communicate on the back of a protest. So I understand that, but the, the problems that the protests were there for haven't gone away and in a much more civilized way now supporters are making their feelings known on podcasts and I mean if there'd been more people there tonight I don't know if there would have been more songs about peak six or more chants about peak six or something like I just find it hard to believe that they don't already know that this is happening and they're still not getting back to us that's what I'm trying to say but right now in the position we're in in the league with a cup match coming up at our not our, not our confidence or or morale but you know we're we're quite at a, a bit of a low ebb isn't this the most perfect opportunity if you were a peak six to come out with a statement it would lift the whole club it would lift us fans it could lift the team it could kick us on so if if it's ever if ever there was an opportunity this is it it's presented itself perfectly in a horrible way, but to come out and say, we're committed, we've offered contracts, we'll have details in, in the coming weeks about who is signing up. We have a massive commitment. We're going to be here next year. Fans needn't worry about that. We're going to have an investment going forward. This is what we've committed to. This project with Dundalk is not over, and we want to get back to where we were. I mean, that's it's probably too much for a tweet, 
but <laughs> you know we could slim it down and use some emojis and we get there yeah. <laughs> and i i think look this isn't the disrespect to anybody because I think there's been some great stuff done, but we don't need to hear about any more partnerships right now. You know, we don't need any more official club partners to to lighten the mood because that's that's not ben- it's not benefiting us long term in the sense that we want we want it to benefit us. And yeah. as I say that the partnerships are all great in their own way for the club uh, mm-hmm. and for how it'll help the first team and how it'll help certain things, but we need proper answers now. You know, we we need to know what what is going to happen beyond the end of the season and the town needs to know. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this is this is it. Like this is it's it's come to that moment now where this is a I really feel that we've <laughs> see Frank Carlett's comment there. Um, sorry, that's just Thanks on form tonight. That one comment of the day that just made me chuckle there. I forgot what I was even going to say now. Frank, you you win the pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I just give a pizza for that one yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just go in and just say, Frank, at Tony's Pizzeria. I got best comment tonight. I want my pizza. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. Longford Town are new relegation partners for those on the the audio podcast. Was <laughs> the tweet that just or the message that just came in? So. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But this is it. Like this is this is the moment for for Peak Six. If 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 they if they were looking for the right opportunity to to communicate something, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're too late. You're too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even going and telling you're allowed half a pizza. <laughs> don't actually, because that could get us in trouble. I just realised. Don't actually do that. <laughs> um. Do we do a prediction for Friday? No. Not yet. Not yet. Our fingers on for a two hour show. Everybody buckle in. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. No, I've said what I, I've said what I needed to say, so I'm happy to, to wrap it up. Yeah, let's go for a prediction for next week. Donald, you you've had a few shandies there, so let us know. Twelve <laughs> um, nil. <laughs> I. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, 3 0. It'll be a struggle. It's not going to be like, not going to be a confident 3 0. I'm not confident saying 3 0. But... Sorry, we've come to this place on the, on the podcast. Can you please explain it's 3 0 to whom? Oh, sorry. <laughs> to Dundalk. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you do need, uh, yeah, you do actually need to explain these things. Yeah, that's true. Chris. Um, a nervy 1 0 win for the Dundalk. Yeah. I'm going to go 4 1 Dundalk. Oh, sorry, Chris. Did you say Dundalk? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Just checking. <laughs> a nervy 1 0 could have been. Fact been checking me now. That's my rule on this <laughs> fact check everybody. Hang on. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna have to watch this back tomorrow to find out anything that I've said. So I, I, I really want to find I could get. Oh, lads! In a night where Dundalk broke my heart, I'm sitting here on Cambrassel Street, and there's a couple arguing. He walked one way, she walked the other way. I think there's a break up here beside me. <laughs> Love is even dead tonight. <laughs> oh, well, look, what do you do? 
on on that note, thanks everybody for watching. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that, and we we'll go off air to find out what's really going on. But uh, besides <laughs> this is Carl. Um, but no, th- thanks everybody for uh, watching for ranting with us. Loads of comments come in tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, fingers crossed, better result next week. Uh, Chris, let's leave. Or actually, no, Donald, you've had a few drinks, so let's leave you to Jeez. wrap it up tonight. Oh, uh, I'd love. To, you see, anytime I've done this, it's just been no fats, no party. So I'm just going to say no whiskey, no party for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs>